about one of the most wonderful podcasts in existence, yes. It is called The Go Home Show, and it is hosted by Jordan and Nick, and they are both true subscribers to my broken brilliant, yes. They talk about wrestling. They cover everything in the wrestling multiverse. Make sure to check them out, The Go Home Show, as you will find it absolutely stupid. And we're back. Well, with another episode of The Go Home Show. It's your boy, George, here. My homie, Nick. How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. It's, it doesn't sound as as good when you say, well, it's Paul White. <laughs> It's the big bad Paul White. <laughs> big bad Paul White tonight, y'all. <laughs> Maybe he'll sing this time. I, I had that thought the other day. I was like, if they don't have, the, if they like haven't seen the memes and don't decide to give this man his own theme music where he's actually singing it, then what's what's it for? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's <right>. the point? <laughs> but yeah, man, how's your week, man? It was good. It was good. Um. Normal shit. Yeah. Had to work Sunday. That's no good. Yeah. Had to do the job. Literally. Don't we always. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? I just chill at the house, man. Pretty pretty slow weekend. Watched a whole bunch of wrestling. Watched uh, Violence and Suffering. They had a, sh- a show called uh, Violence of the Lambs. They had some pretty fun matches. They did they, uh, Two Cold Scorpio against Ken Broadway. That was really good. Two Cold Scorpio still pulling out the tumbleweed, which is the uh, corkscrew leg drop, which is insane. This man's like 53 years old. <laughs> yeah, he sent me that. I was like, geez, because he, he still got it. He does still got it. They had uh, Jimmy Lloyd against Jimmy Jacobs, which was wild. That's cool. How was that? It was really, really good. I love Jimmy Jacobs, man. And Jimmy Lloyd's a different boy. Yeah, right. When's the last time Jimmy Jacobs wrestled? Seems like he's been out for a while. It has been a while. That I, At least since I've seen him wrestle, for sure, it's been a while. Yeah. Who else was on that show? They had uh, Jordan Oliver had a match with some guy who I called named uh, Dante Leone. I wasn't really familiar with him, but he was pretty impressive. Had some okay. crazy hair. Nice. And I think I'm forgetting a match or two, but yeah, it was, it was a really fun show, man. Definitely check out Violence and Suffering. It's a cool new promotion. Oh, the main event, man. Mance Warner against JTG. Oh, old Mancer. They worked me into a shoot. But they So there's a, a segment where they're fighting in the crowd, and they start like shoot fighting. It looks like, and then they start yelling at each other. JT's like, "I'm just trying to work, man. I'm just trying, just trying to work." Like it seems like they're like shoot getting into it. So JTG yeah. storms off and goes goes back through the curtain, storms off, and then like there's like all of the uh, staff is like talking to Mance, trying to see what's happening happens, and then out of nowhere, JTG comes flying off the stage with the crossbody. I got he uh, worked me. It was really good. Uh, <laughs> it was really really good. Damn, it was definitely one of the most real feeling. Like 
shoot style moments i've seen you in a thought long you time. were seeing it live pal yeah i did i was like oh my god what what happened i didn't even see anything that crazy happened i thought i thought that was for sure going at it for real but eh, they worked me which is good i love when that happens <laughs> yep. old man sir absolutely but to start the show off on a more somber note i gotta send a quick rest in peace out to josephus uh also known as the question mark in nwa he also on the uh, Dark Side of the Ring series, which we talked about on the first of like 10 episodes of this show, he pray, played a Bruiser, Bruiser Brody in the Bruiser Brody episode. He was the wrestler because they always use like local independent wrestlers or wrestlers that kind of look close to the the uh, subject of that episode. And Josephus had had a long beard, long hair. So definitely had a very Bruiser brody look. And they he was the one who portrayed that role in that, that uh, episode. He passed away uh, Saturday night, I believe. So rest in peace to Josephus for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's terrible, man. And they just, uh, I just saw they announced new NWA pay per view too. Yeah, they're they're coming back and they're doing like uh, weekly shows on Fight TV now instead of uh, on YouTube, YouTube. Which so that's cool. Glad the NWA is back. They don't have that much of a roster, especially with the loss of the question mark. He was one of like the most over guys in WA. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. He was super over. So it's definitely unfortunate, but on some, some uh, more positive news, like we kind of hinted at the beginning of the episode, the big show, Paul White, Wednesday, Wednesday before Dynamite, probably like 12 noon around there. I, I look at my phone and I see uh, a Paul White is all elite sign, like a uh, graphic. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> Put my phone back down, keep working. <laughs> and then I take my phone out again, look at it. And I looked closer. It was Tony Khan that tweeted it. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, same. I saw it on the AEW Instagram. And I was like, wait, Paul White, like the big show? I, th- <laughs> I, th- I think we probably had the same idea. We look at it and you're like, oh, well, at first I thought it was a joke. Yeah, same. You know, you see those so-and-so is elite or whoever yeah. is elite. I'm like, Paul White. I'm like, why would they? Use-? I'm like, oh, shit, this is legit. <laughs> It's insane, man. The big show is now signed to AEW. He's gonna be doing commentary on AEW's new YouTube show called Dark Elevation, which is gonna be a uh similar to Dark AEW Dark that they have now on Tuesdays. It's gonna be on Mondays, and uh the big show is gonna be on commentary or Paul White, sorry, is gonna be on commentary yeah. with Tony Schiavone, which will be actually pretty cool Ooh, to hear. I love that. WCW, baby. <laughs> they should have won it's, the war. <laughs> it's just kind of crazy that he's gonna be doing commentary, you know. I never would have met, but he like if you think about it though, he had his own like little sitcom, so he's definitely a good talker. He, yeah, he's always been into acting, and I think he has such a good mind for the business. Yet you can tell that it'll be really cool to see him from a different that light. But he also is going to be he has it into his contract where he can wrestle matches, so there there's still a chance we get that Big Show Shack match we've been waiting for for ten years. As cool as I think this is, or it was the announcement, I think it would have been cooler if he came out during the Shaq match or yes, he just showed up on, on Dynamite. I feel like that would have been like Sting. Look how yeah. crazy it was when Sting showed up and people were going nuts. I feel like it would have been even crazier for the big show because nobody would. I never thought he would leave WWE. Yeah, me either. Yeah, yeah. Most I'm sure everybody thought the same thing. Like he, he'll he never he would never show up on AEW. But so. I, th- I think the main reason is because he's going to be in a very predominantly commentary role and they don't want to give the wrong impressions with him uh, that makes sense i think that's what the reasoning behind it was which makes sense for sure yeah i didn't think about that but that was some uh, pretty big news but some more news pertaining to wednesday nights man uh 
NXT, it's been reported that the, it'll be getting announced soon that NXT starting on uh, April 13th, which is the week after WrestleMania, I believe, NXT is going to be moving to Tuesday nights. So it's the Wednesday night wars are over. <laughs> AEW won. And I'm glad this is happening because it's just better for both of them, honestly. <laughs> it's, both and of it gives have... us something to watch on Tuesdays. Exactly. I, 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 I feel bad for Impact Wrestling because I was already, already watching that on Tuesdays. But Oh, fuck. I forgot that's on Tuesday. Yeah. So I don't, maybe they move that to Thursdays and there's wrestling every day of the week, which is insane. Ooh, that'd, be, that'd be cool. That, <laughs> that's insane to think about. But hey, I guess we'll see what happens there. I'm very interested. I'm kind of, like I said, I'm very glad that's happening. It's just the better move for both companies. Definitely. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think maybe with NXT moving nights, maybe they don't hot shot as much stuff to try to like combat the AEW big shows because you notice like every time AEW is doing a big show on a Wednesday they stack that NXT also yeah and I think without having to worry about that maybe they kind of focus more on doing the long term build stuff which was what they were so good at at the start who AEW you mean Uh, NXT oh yeah yeah so I think I think it'll be interesting to see how that where that goes but something also interesting uh, this past weekend I, uh, New Japan for Wrestling had their Castle Attack events. It was a two-day event. And the, the main event of night two was a Tetsuya Naito taking on Koto Ibushi for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. And Ibushi retained. And after the match, he said again that he wants to unify the IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight Championships because he holds both. And the leader or the head of New Japan came out and said they're actually going to do it. So... After this Thursday, where Ibushi is defending against El Desperado in a, uh, I think is it El Desperado? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was El Desperado. He's he's defending against him in a uh, champion versus champion match because Despi is the uh, junior heavyweight champion now because uh, Hiromu had to relinquish the belt and he had a triple threat match with Bushi and LP and Oh okay. Despi ended up winning that so. After this Thursday's title versus champ or champion versus champion match, that those two belts are going to be unified. Damn, which is wild to me. I, those belts are so beautiful. There's so much history there. It's kind of, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm I just gonna have to sit back and see what they do because I was off first glance. I kind of don't like that idea too much, but eh, what can we do? Yeah, same. It's like, what's so? What are they going forward? What's going to be their mid card belt? I'm Tanahashi right now is the never open weight champion. So I'm assuming they're doing that to have him build that up as a mid Carter secondary title. Okay. Which I think it could work. Cause that's what uh, Nakamura did with the IC title. He made that at one point had that, that was the main event of wrestle kingdom. So, right. I think they can make it work for sure. If it's yeah, yeah, the good. Yeah. They know it's best for business. Absolutely. But speaking of best for business, man, it's not something I would normally say to, to talk about this next show, but Monday Night Raw, they did what's best for business. We're going to get that to, to that at the end. But it opened up with Drew McIntyre in the ring, just kind of going on a promo how bad of a month he's been having. And then Sheamus stabbed in the back, and now he lost his championship, blah, 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 blah. But important part is Miz comes out, interrupts, tries to get him to – have his back so he could weasel his way out of the title match with Lashley. And Drew, Drew's like, nah, I'm not doing that. MVP comes out, are you listening? And he's like, are you listening to this dude? Come on, what are you talking about, Drew? You're better than that, blah, 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 blah. They go back and forth. And then Sheamus comes out 
and they get into each other's faces, and that leads to a match to start the show. And man, what a match it was! <laughs> Never <laughs> thought God. we'd be saying that. Yeah, these two beat the hell out of each other, man. Yeah, this was a really good match. This was probably the best TV match they've had on Raw in a very long time, I'd say. As long as I can remember. I mean, this, this was like, like legitimately pay per view quality match. That's what I was just about to say. They this, were... was, this was something that if it was on a pay per view, we'd be talking about it like, I don't know, a long time after it, you know? Yeah, like, hey, exactly. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre match, like, uh, what? And it's like, yeah, the the one good one where they beat the fuck out of each other. Oh, okay, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, this was great, man. I loved it. Uh, there was <laughs> Drew throwing Sheamus into the edge of the announce table it was brutal. Ooh. Or not, not? I said throwing edge. I said I meant to say throwing Sheamus into the edge of the announce table. Yeah, but the guy left the word out there. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, that was brutal. Uh, so much, man. There was just. They were going back and forth. The Glasgow kiss every time Drew hits it is just it looks disgusting every time. <laughs> and of course Joe has to say, give us a kiss. Yeah. Which is every time. Great call. <laughs> great call. love. <laughs> give us a kissing. But uh Seamus hits the broke kick and he pins Drew, I believe, was the finish, which is very surprising to me. Wait. You mean no, wait, no, 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 no. Opposite. He, he goes. Well, he yeah. goes. He goes for the bro kick, and then Drew hits yes. the claymore. That's what. Yeah, it was. but the claymore connected, not the bro kick. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. Definitely connected because once again they showed it. They showed the replay in slow mo all the way through, and it yep. connected to the he, to uh, Sheamus's jaw. He put it on him. <laughs> we say it all, every time, but they always do that where if it didn't connect, or you could clearly see that it didn't connect or something like that they'll they'll play it but then they'll it'll be slow motion until the very end then they'll yep. play at normal speed so you can't tell but if they really do connect they show that motherfucker slow-mo the whole way through they, they want to see the boot hit the jaw and you yes. could <laughs> yeah, you definitely could yep so after that the next thing that stood out was lashley coming out because now he was supposed to have the match with the miz and yep. he's, he's ready the hour Top of the hour, he's ready to have that title match. But no, no, no. It ain't going to go that way, down that way because <laughs> the Miz is in the back holding. His, his stomach hurts. His stomach hurts. <laughs> <laughs> he's back there whining and complaining, you piece of trash. <laughs> you got here to have you take your medicine. Pepto, what? <laughs> Tums, what? Pepto, <laughs> bismol, what? Antiacid, what? What? Bobby Lashley whooping your ass. What? <laughs> Up and down the street. What? Every day of the week, twice on Sunday. What? <laughs> twice on Monday. Literally. Three times on Monday almost. But oh, yeah. Yeah, Lashley sees this. He's like, oh, I'm not going to have this. So he runs out and gets in uh, the Miz's face. Kind of goozles him a little bit. And Miz falls down. And he's, and he's just trying to basically sell himself out of the match. Like, come on, dude. I, I can't I can't do it. What do, you, what do you mean? Like, I can't do this right now. So at the end of it, Pierce says, 10 a.m. Eastern time. So 9 o'clock our time. You're having yeah. this match. And, and they're like, okay, whatever, whatever. And next, we had a little bit of a segment with Braun Strowman, Adam Pierce, and just this this I didn't really care for, so we could skip over that. I just want to mention that Adam Pierce is 0-2 on WWE TV. 
poor guy. Shout out to Scrap Daddy Adam Pierce to do rules. <laughs> if you've never seen an Adam Pierce match from ROH, you better go watch that now. Well, match of the week. We can do it next week. Honestly, I'm down. But next, we get uh, Damian Priest versus Elias. Of course, Bad Bunny's at ringside with Damian Priest, and Elias has somebody who's a piece of trash at ringside with him. <laughs> yeah, next cut that WWE makes of like talent, that motherfucker will be on it. We can only hope. <laughs> get him out of here. <laughs> Throw him out on the street. <laughs> on his ass. This is a decent little match, though. Elias, I wish Elias wasn't with this dude because I, I like Elias. He's entertaining. And yeah. he, he can go in the ring for sure. He's had some yep. good matches. And I, this was a pretty fun match. But uh, eventually, Priest hits the broken arrow for two. And then he he nails Elias with a knee strike after that. And he gets the uh, the hit the lights, which is his, the crossroads he does. Right. For the one, two, three. I... The one thing I didn't like is that Damian Priest, I feel like Damian Priest should be a monster rolling through guys. He should not be going 50 50 with Elias. No, but like you said, Elias, at least it shows that he's still worth something. Yeah. He's a jobber at this point. I hate to say that because I like him too, but he's kind of a jobber at this point. Yeah, it's definitely hard to debate. (laughs) Yeah. So what's next? What do you think is the big picture for Priest then? I don't know. I think I mean I think they're eventually going back around to Bad Bunny f- for the for Bad Bunny and Priest against Miz and Morrison at Mania. That would make sense. That's my that's the only guess I have really. That's where I would love to see the Miz at, anyways. Yeah, exactly. That's where he should be. I feel like. But next we got a <laughs> Randy Orton again. He's <laughs> has an interview in the back, and Alexa Bliss appears on the screen and says he'll come back or something about like bring him back. And yeah. then Randy Orton's face appears on the screen. It's uh NWO Randy Orton. <laughs> Cause it's not, <laughs> it's not Randy Orton. It's a doppelganger. It's uh the, the Randy Orton from us. That's the uh, tethered Randy Orton. <gasps> I knew it. And he is like, ah, one day we'll meet face to face. So do you think they're doing a firefly Funhouse match? The fiend Randy Orton against Randy Orton, Randy Orton. Well, God, I hope so. Now that'd be kind of I would I'm honestly in for that if they do that for at Mania. Wrestle yourself, because the Firefly Funhouse match was so fun, and I think if Randy Orton had, could do a match where he has to fight his inner demons, that'd be sick. <laughs> or the voices that he hears in his head. Oh, he gets Randy Orton gets RKO'd by himself. Oh. Classic. That's the match of the year right there already. Soldier Boy does a run in. Exactly. But then he starts puking again or almost starts puking gas or like motor oil again. Yeah. Yeah. Some bullshit. So next we got Miz and Lashley part two. <laughs> they hit the ring and a Miz automatically asks for a microphone. He says, MVP, listen to me. You know, this man's been in the business for 17 years. It's waiting to get his shot. Don't you think he deserves a better stage? Like we should do this at WrestleMania. And MVP says, ah, nah, nah, nah. We're doing this right now. So <laughs> Miz says, okay, okay, okay. Referings the bell. Miz immediately runs out of there, runs all the way to the back, gets counted out. One, two, three. Not one, two, three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets counted out. So the winner by count out Bobby Lashley, but still the WWE champion, the Miz. So uh, uh, obviously nobody's happy about that. MVP goes comes to the back and he says, 
this is bullshit, Shane. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe that. I was like, <gasps> they didn't believe it. I was very surprised by that. Dynamite. And Shane says, you know what? I'm going to consider stripping Miz of the title and giving it to Lashley if this match doesn't happen tonight because it needs to, and which is which is awesome. So next we got Charlotte Flair. This I was not very happy about because she comes in and says, I want Asuka at WrestleMania. And I said, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, because I, I the only thing that worries me is, is if they do this, she's gonna beat Asuka again at WrestleMania, and that's gonna piss me off. And, <laughs> Don't piss me off. And yeah, like I was about to say that as the the main man J double no J E double F J A double R E double T once said, "Don't piss me off." <laughs> but yeah, I just. The match would be good, but I just don't want Oscar to lose at Mania again. <laughs> she needs to make a big Mania win. That's like what she has. Only thing she hasn't done. Right. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope. I I hope. I hope that's not where they go with it. But I guess we'll see. They, she has a match with Shayna Baszler after this, which was decent. It was a decent little match. She ends up winning with the natural selection. But then we find uh, <laughs> the Miz in the back again, saying, "If Miz doesn't or." The Shane in the back again saying if Miz doesn't show up for the main event, then he's getting stripped of the title and then Bobby Lashley will be the champion. So we finally get some clarity like, okay, this it has to happen. It has to happen. And then we have a, a pretty fun match between uh, uh, Riddle and Mustafa Ali. Uh, surprisingly, uh, Ali got the win here, which is crazy because he just pinned the champion clean. There was like not really that many shenanigans involved. Yeah. Or retribution kinda... running. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah, they were at ringside, but it wasn't really like a thing where they cost Riddle the match. Just Ali right. just got the best of them. Which I my dream scenario is Ali gets the belt, and then Ali versus Kofi at Mania for the U.S. Ooh. title. Or not the yeah for the U.S. title. Yep. Kind of just bad. tie that up in a bow because that's been like a long story. Because Ali should have had Ali Mania instead of Kofi Mania. Yeah. If the things if things went to plan, because the only reason. Kofi had that spot was because Ali got injured. So that'd be a cool way to bring that all back around. But now we finally get it. The main event, Miz versus Lashley. Shane comes out and says he's making this a lumberjack match. So Miz cannot run away. So <laughs> they have just everybody around the ring. You can think of the 24 seven scene. Uh, Braun Strowman's out there. Gulak's out there. Hurt Business is out there. And this is a pretty short match. There was like six minutes left of the show when this started. And I'm like, oh, there's going to be some shenanigans and he's going to lose, isn't he? No, no, no. Bobby Lashley works this man. He he hits him with... I love the uh, choke slam spine buster Lashley's been doing. It's kind of like the Ron Simmons spine buster, but he goes like higher yeah. up with it. Yeah. It's dope. I love that. And he hits that with that, hits him with that, throws in the hurt lock, hurt lock. And Miz taps, man. I was like, yeah. Raise my hands in the air like I just won an Olympic race. <laughs> yeah, so I watched the, the 9 o'clock, you know, the first time that he, they had the match and it got counted out. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, that's stupid. So I turn it off. And then I wake up the next day to a text from you. Lashley wins. And I'm like, fuck, what the hell? How did this happen? Then I look back and see that. I was very happy. Yeah. Very, very happy. It's about time. The That's third good. the third ever black WWE world champion, not including the uh the the former world heavyweight champion, which was the WCW belt. They keep that kind of we talked about this before the show. They keep that in like a sep a separate lim- lineage. So this is the only the third actual WWE champion 
that's been a, a black man, which is insane to me. Yeah. The, the the Rock, Kofi, and now the main man, the Dominator, Robert Lashley. The Almighty. Exactly. I was very happy about this man. WWE champion Bobby Lashley just rolls off the tongue perfectly. Give me yeah. give me Lesnar versus Lashley at Mania, please. Oof. And he Please. looks like a champion. You know what I mean? He does, man. He's in insane he's shape. <laughs> he's in insane shape. And he he's doing some of the best work of his career right now. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Speaking of something I love, we're going to hop over to Impact and talk about Jake. What's his name again? Something. He opened up Impact, taking on Diener in a uh, tables match. It was a pretty fun tables match. Uh, Jake something ended up winning. And he, after the match, Moose attacks him. He grabs a chair, beats him down, and he says, "If <laughs> if he doesn't get the title match against Rich Swan, then there ain't gonna be a, any show tonight." He says, "I'm Damn. holding this show up." So Scott Demore comes out and he says, "You know what, Moose? I've been seeing you coming around here, walking around with that TNA Heavyweight Championship for the past year, and I'm here to tell you, Impact is now going to be recognizing the TNA World Heavyweight Championship as a legitimate championship again. <laughs> so he really is a world champion now. Moose is. Damn." So that and then he says later tonight, because of what you just did, you're gonna be facing Jake something and defending that title. Damn. So that was So do you think that they'll like unify it eventually? Like we gotta I got I got some about that at the end of the show. Oh. So next we got a six man tag with Black Tarus, the Men of the Beast, Chris Bay, and Ace Austin defeating Trey Miguel, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander, and Chocolate Thunder, Willie Mack. <laughs> This is a hell of a match, man. When you hear those six men in the ring, you know it's going to be insane. Yeah, and and it was. Uh, Chris Bay ended up picking up the one with the art of finesse, though the uh, springboard cutter joint he does. Chris Bay for Impact Champion after Moose, please. <laughs> I love this guy. The next we got the uh, the devil lay in the distance. He's in your six. The Good Brothers taking on uh, <laughs> Triple XL, AC Baby, Ace Romero, and Le- Lawrence Lawrence D. Larry D. This is a uh, big some big boys, <laughs> some big meaty men. Yeah, big meat. meaty men. Yeah. But of course, the Good Brothers got the win with the. Uh, they hit Larry D. with the the magic killer, and once you hit a magic killer, you know it's a one, two, three. <laughs> And the next you're after, going hoot. Oh, brother, me softly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get a two swizz. <laughs> <laughs> so they're swing, their slang is hilarious, man. They, they just say things. <laughs> hilarious. But next we got uh Eddie Edwards scheduled for a match against Brian Myers, but Mark Sterling, uh the <laughs> the smart Mark Sterling is his name. He <laughs> was the the attorney that mjf had on during the feud with moxley yeah yeah where he had to have a match with moxley yep he yeah. popped up here and he was the attorney for brian myers which is funny because uh brian myers sterling and mjf or mjf and sterling trained at brian myers school oh okay so that's that's what where the connect is there so he he kind of carnies myers way out of this match and has it so hernandez is gonna be taking his place and then eddie edwards end up ends up defeating hernandez so That'll lead into a match next week, I believe, where it's going to be Eddie Edwards against Brian Myers with Matt Cardona as the special guest referee. Oh, okay. So that'd be interesting. 
And next, we got a knockouts tag team titles number one contendership match where Jordan Grace and Jazz defeated Kimberly and Susan. It was a fun little match. Uh, Jordan Grace and Jazz are so sick together. I think that's a really cool tag team. It's not what I really ever would have thought of, but it's it's sick. <laughs> it's very sick. And in the main event, like I mentioned, Moose taking on Jake something for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And Moose, of course, picks up the win in a great match. These two beat the hell out of each other, as you would expect with those names. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but after the match, Moose attacks something and uh, Rich Swan makes a stave. Then during while they're kind of going back and forth, Scott Demore comes out and announces at Sacrifice, which is on March 13th. It's an Impact Plus special. Moose versus Rich Swan for the Impact Heavyweight Championship. Nice. And I don't know if that means if Moose wins, he'll have two belts or if it's going to be a thing where they unify or I don't know what they're going to do. Hmm. So, what yeah, do you think? That you don't. I don't really have an idea. I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of him keeping both belts and losing them both to Kenny Omega. Keep that, that uh, belt collector oh, gimmick going. Shit. Damn. That would be pretty cool to me. <laughs> I like that idea, but that's that's what happened on Impact this week. What happened across the pond on NXT UK? Across the pond, mate. Yeah, NXT UK. It was um, it was okay overall. The show was all right. We start out with Zaya Brookside versus Nina Nina Samuels. Okay, and this was the match they kind of uh, were hinting at last week that the the loser will become the others, like uh, Butler, Butler, yeah. that kind, but. This is where Nina Samuels always has somebody bring out bags, like suitcases yeah. and stuff. And she did like this match halfway through. The guy came out uh, with the bags. I think his name was Paul, or so they said his name, uh, Paul. Because um, ah, oh, fuck. What's the what's the guy's name that he's doing commentary? Nigel. Um, Nigel. Nigel McGinnis. Yeah. He goes. Know your role, Paul. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> because she kept kind of hint- hinting at this guy to bring her the handbag that she used last week oh, to okay. get the win. And she had Brookside. She's like, look at him. Look at him. That's going to be you. <laughs> and he's like shaking his head like, nah. So while she's distracted trying to get the handbag from him, Brookside rolls her up, gets the one, two, three. Classic. Which I feel like works better for a heel to do this type of angle to win. I think that it makes more sense. Well, if the heels, I mean, that's kind of just like the baby face outsmarting the heel at that point. Yeah, but that's fine. Fine with it. It was a decent match. Then we get a Trent Seven promo where he's actually losing weight and Let's he's go. Like, tracking it and he just looks good. He's looking good. He's on his way to still focused on having a match with Jordan Devlin. So love to see that. Yeah, you love to see it. Then we get a little back and forth between Ilya Dragunov and Sam Gradwell. Okay. And that, that'll eventually be a match. Gradwell keeps like poking at him and coming out during his matches and egging him on. He's so, gonna hurt that man. Yes, he is. That freak. <laughs> It'll be a good match too, I think. Then we get Tyler Bate, the big strong boy. Oh yeah. Versus Bailey Matthews. William Regal's son. Is it really? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. That's yep. probably why they gave this guy as much as they did then. Yep, that's William Regal's son. That was his debut match. Yeah, he was actually really good. Yeah, it was a good showing. Bate gave him a, a lot to, you know, get him a lot of offense, more than I thought he would have. And, I mean, he didn't much. He maybe hit, like, a DDT or something like that on, on Tyler Bate. Most of the time, Bate was in control. But, of course, Tyler Bate gets the win. And does he, I don't does he really look like know. Regal? 
Say what? Does he look like Regal at all? Not really. But if I had known that it was his son, maybe yeah. I would have looked a little bit closer at his okay. face, I guess. But I thought he was just some jobber. <laughs> I'm not really sure what they're doing with Tyler Bate either. I feel like he should be in the main event. Or he he's should kinda, be doing more than like yeah. what he's been doing. He's kind of floating in limbo. Yeah, exactly. So, but decent match, good showing by Bailey Matthews, which we know, I now know is William Regal's son. Then we get a promo from I didn't catch his first name, but his last name was Teoman, T E O M A N. I've never heard of him. I don't think it was he. He did he did the old um, I came up from the streets and I had nothing. I had to fight for everything. So okay. he looks like he might be a shooter. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. I'm not, I'm not really familiar with him. And, oh, yeah. But he'll probably show up next week. Then we get a, a backstage, uh, I don't know, pull apart between Piper Niven and Joseph Connors. Joseph, what? <laughs> like Joseph Connors is egging on Piper Niven, talking shit, and then Ginny runs out. Oh. And they do a pull apart between. I'm sorry. I, I misled that. I thought you meant they were, work, they were shooting on each other. Yeah, that'd be a good match. Piper Niven might win. That'd be insane. So that's still going on with them two, them three, I guess. Then we get Lana Austin versus Aya Valkyrie. Okay. And Valkyrie won. This is like kind of a half a squash match. It was a good uh, back and forth. A nice spinning heel kick at the end from Love Valkyrie. Heel kick. Yeah, it was beautiful. And then her finisher is also cool too. It's a from the top rope scissor kick. Ooh, like that's- the. Girls bent over like Booker T used to, but she does it from the top rope. Ron Kelly's used to do that in TNA. That's right. That's right. You're right. Yeah. So that's that's cool to see. So A of Valkyrie, they they're pushing her pretty well. Then we get a promo showing uh Zia Brookside ordering, you know, boss around Nina Samuels to uh bring her bags, hurry up with the bags, chop chop. Chop chop. So that was cool to see that. Then we get uh Kaylee Ray versus uh Mako Setsamura uh oh. promo. Uh, that's, that's what I was going to say. It happened this week. I was going to say. I no, no, it. no. Just more of a, you know, amping that matchup. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be great. But that'll happen next week. I'm definitely going to watch that. Then There's we get no to our main event. That. Say again? There's no way I'm missing that. Oh, yeah. it's gonna be That'll be a fucking fantastic match. With that being said, it'd actually probably be a better match than this main event. Oh, so it's Gallus uh, against Pretty Deadly for the NXT UK tag titles. Okay. And this was okay. It was a decent match. Um, let me t- I'll go into what happened, and then I'll tell you my thoughts on it at the end. So there's a good back and forth between the two teams. Uh, Wolfgang took a knee to the back and just a straight bump to the floor. Like he didn't hit the apron or nothing, just fell off the through the middle rope, <laughs> right to the floor. But that that's what he so he like landed on his shoulder. So he started work. They start working the shoulder, okay. start working the arm. Old school. So then, pretty deadly kind of takes over from there. Like I said, work on the arm. Mark Coffey comes in. He gets a hot tag. Uh, Mark Coffey is great. I've I wish that they would show more of like do more with him. Yeah, because I just hadn't seen Gallus work. In so long, this, this team of Gallus, I haven't seen them do anything in forever. Yeah. You forget how that they're actually really good, you know. Absolutely, they're great workers. Um, so then at the end, towards the end, you get a uh, a pounce from 
what I can't I can't yeah, it was a pounce to Wolfgang into the railing. Oof. But I can't remember their I can't remember their names. Let's just say white hair and brown hair. <laughs> uh so brown hair is like leading him around the side of the ring, outside the ring, and then the white haired guy comes and does the pounce, hits him right over the the guardrail, like hit him hard too. So the Keithley gimmick with the Adam, Adam kind Cole. of, yeah, but more of like a clothesline kind of. But okay, he made it look good. It made it look good. Is my point. So then, while Wolfgang's out the ring, both members of Pretty Deadly grab a belt each, tag belt, and one of them, the brown haired guy, runs in there. The ref stops him. Then the while he's distracted, the ref's distracted. The white haired guy comes in, tries to hit Mark Coffee, misses. Mark Coffey uh, throws him out of the ring. Then the other member, Pretty Deadly, hits a DDT onto the belt. Then they set up their finisher. Now their finisher is... So, you know how MSK does their finisher where they have one guy has them held up and the other guy does a, a flip into a neck breaker? Yeah. So they did this, but the one guy holds him up. The other guy goes off the rope. But when he came back... He stopped like he didn't just, you know, like he didn't follow through with it. Yeah. He like paused for a second and then hit the neck breaker. It just, it just <laughs> botched, you yeah. know, it didn't look good, but they hit that finisher. One, two, three, they get the titles. Oh, now, wow. The problem with that is the match was good, but I don't know if that's because of Gallus. Yeah. You know, kind of leading the match. So true, I have sure. no problem with them having the belts as long as every match that they have from now, you know, with these belts is is up to this level. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if it will be. I they guess kinda, they, could, they could prove me wrong. Yeah, they just kind of have to prove, prove it to you. Exactly. So it was okay. It's good to, I guess, if you're going to put a new fresh face on the belts, then that's the way you got to go, I guess. But like I said, hopefully they prove me wrong and – yeah, have a good match from or have a def, start defending it like right, this. I guess we will see in the next few weeks then what, what Pretty Deadly does with those belts. Yep. <laughs> but speaking of belts, the uh, AEW Women's Eliminated Tournament and they had some of some more matches this past week weekend. So on Saturday night on Bleacher Report, there it opened. There was a uh, like an hour long show. It opened up with a six person tag match, which was a Hikarashita, Rin Katakura. And May Saruga taking on Emi Sakura, Maki Ito, and uh, Veni. And this was a very, very, very fun six-person tag match. Like, I definitely recommend checking this out. This is one of my favorite, like six, six, uh, six people tag matches I've seen in a long time. It's been like it was had like the perfect elements of everything. So they had like the comedy spot. They had the everybody just beating the hell out of each other. They had some crazy suplexes, some co- really cool tag team moves too. There was just a lot. I definitely recommend checking all these matches out, but this one especially, this was really fun. And then in the uh, final of the Japan side of the bracket, we saw Ryo Mizunami taking on Yuka Sakazaki. And I was very surprised because Ryo Mizunami picked up the win over the magical girl. I was very surprised, but R- Ryo Mizunami is really cool. And I think leading into this week's Dynamite, the match that she'll have, it's just going to be them beating the hell out of each other, which it, it makes sense now that I see who won on the other side. But I'll, I'll talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
but on the U.S. side of the bracket, we get we saw Thunder Rosa defeat Riho, which really surprised me. I thought if they were bringing Riho back in the tournament, she was going to go all the way to the finals yeah. at least. But no, Thunder Thunder Rosa picked up the win here, and this was a really really fun match too. They they worked really well together. Riho was all, firing on all cylinders, and Rosa doesn't miss ever. <laughs> it feels like. Yeah, she's like one of the best for sure. Absolutely, and then uh. In the U.S. bracket final, which we'll talk about the other match that led to Nyla Rose being in this match when we talk about the full Dynamite episode. But the final was uh, Thunder Rose against Nyla Rose, and this was a great match. Definitely recommend going to check this out. It was on YouTube. You can definitely find it on the AEW YouTube. They beat the hell out of each other, but the finish was great. Rose goes for a springboard, like a springboard, probably dropkick, I assumed it was going to be. And she Mm -hmm. gets caught out of midair into the beast bomb. It was was so clean it was awesome and that was the one two three great match there and that means this coming dynamite is gonna be nyla rose taking on rio mizunami and the winner of that goes on to revolution to take on hikaru shida nice is all these I, this is a really fun tournament i definitely recommend going back and watching as much as as you can it was really really fun some great matches all around <laughs> but, but speaking of great man let's talk about AEW dynamite <laughs> opened up with none other than uh the death rider himself john moxley taking on a uh, hollywood hunk ryan nemeth typical hunk and this man nemeth gets the piss beat out of a man yeah, he had no entrance so you know yeah hey you say no that, intro but la- rule but last week the no intro rule was wrong that's all right but hey odds are that's true losing that's true. And he, man, Moxie smacked the hell out of this dude to start this match. He he, he smacked him so hard. But this was just a squash match. Moxie getting his stuff in and he hits the paradigm shift for the one, two, three, of course. And after he cut the promo, he's saying how he's ready for this match, man. He he knows it's probably a trap by <laughs> Don Cal as the good brothers, Kenny Omega. But he doesn't care, man. He's do, he really didn't do anything to get that title back. And he says, you know. When you think about exploding barbar match, well, how does that make you feel? Does it make you feel gross? Does it make you think of uh, old Japanese wrestling magazines? Well, it makes me feel alive. I love this. I'll die for this. And he <laughs> says, but if I got to go out, what better way than this? And he's, he said, he's saying he's ready to lay, lay it all on the line for this. So this match is going to be brutal, man. I'm very excited for it. Very, very excited for it. And after that, we got a little backstage with <laughs> Lance Archer and Ray Phoenix. They have a little interview with uh, what's his name, Alex Abrahantes, I believe his name is. Mm, yeah, yes. Uh, Spanish announced he's just on the Spanish announced team, and he has some interview stuff too. And, and Archer says, you know, we're having this match, but the reason we won last week is because Iron Sharpens Iron. They, he won because he had the Murder Hawk Monster on his side. It's me. I'm, he's I was the best. I was the best one out there. And then Phoenix <laughs> kind of gives his rebuttal in Spanish, and <laughs> Archer's like, make man, you better tell me what he's saying and don't leave anything out. <laughs> and Phoenix was basically saying he was the worst partner I ever had, man, the worst. <laughs> and Archer did not like that, so they kind of brawl a little bit and it cuts <laughs> away. So that led up to the main event, but it was it was a fun little backstage segment. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of fun, man, next we got Team Taz, Brian, the effing machine, Mr. GMSI. Cage. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. Sure. I, I was trying to think of another nickname, but I don't think he has one. <laughs> the Swolverine. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, there you go. And Ricky Starks, the, the 
absolute Ricky Starks taking on the Varsity Blondes, Griff Garrison, and Brian Pillman Jr. This was a really fun match, man. Yeah, Brian Pillman Jr., especially, he like gets better every week, I feel like. That's that's crazy. I feel like Griff Garrison is the one who shines out of this team more. Really? Yeah. I don't I, know. I, maybe it's just because, I don't know. I like I like Brian Pillman, so maybe it's just why I like his kid. That's true. I don't know. I'm, I'm a big they Griff bought, Garrison but, guy. I'm not trying to put down Garrison. I I think he's he's good too. I just I feel like Brian Pillman sticks out more to me. Okay, as like the um, I don't know, not the I don't want to say the veteran, but the one that shows most more improvement. But Griff Garrison can go too. I seen him in Ring of Honor not too long ago. He did some stuff there. I don't know how long ago that recording was, but yeah, yeah, he's good. The dude can go, man. He can definitely go. But uh. Yeah. This match was wild. Uh, the one buckle bomb, like the uh, power bomb into the ring post that Cage did on the Pillman, and he, he landed, landed on the fucking the steps? ring step. He landed like like tailbone first on the ring steps. Oh, it looked disgusting. Oh, yes, it did. You know that hurt. <laughs> that yeah, you, that absolutely did not feel good at all. <laughs> that was brutal. But speaking of brutal, Brian Cage hits the zero call, and once he hits the zero call, it's one, two, three immediately you know that but the most important part was what happened after man oh yeah. boy so the lights go out and they show the, the package on the screen it's just a car driving has the body bag attached to the back and then it zooms into the inside of the car and it's the sting glove and i'm like oh let's go it's he, sting he pulls up and uh darby allen unzips himself from the bag sits up and he has like half sting half darby face paint which looks so sick dope and he just has this little cackle going on, just kind of smiling sinisterly. Like he's saying, I love this shit. I like getting pulled around a body bag. <laughs> exactly. So they cut back to the arena and Sting's snow hits. He's, his music hits. He comes out with the body bag. And I was like, oh, we just saw Darby getting out of the body bag. Why would they do that again? But I was wrong. He's got Hukajime. He took him hostage. <laughs> Sting is. <laughs> Did you hear Taz's reaction? <laughs> no, I don't remember what it was. As soon as you see Hook's face, he says, what kind of shit is this? He gets up off a commentary. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of shit is this? Some kind of fucking mock? Oh, my God. Taz rules. <laughs> he gets up. Yeah. He gets up, goes in the ring, and then Sting points to the stage. Or Taz gets up and goes towards the stage to try to save Hook. Sting puts points up to like the rafters, and you see Darby Allen coming in on a zip line with a skateboard in hand. <laughs> I was losing my mind, and then it gets it just keeps getting better. Darby gets off the zip line, starts hitting everybody with the the, the uh, skateboard. Sting takes off the jacket, starts throwing out the the backwards chops and the uh, punches, kicks. He he gets Archer or not Archer Cage down, hits him with the Sting a splash in the corner. I lost my mind at that. Yeah, that was dope. <laughs> and the Scorpion Death Drop. I literally yelled, "It's showtime!" <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. When's the last time we seen that? It had to been five years ago, four years ago, at least. When he Man. wrestled at Mania. Yep. When he wrestled uh, Seth Rollins. Yep. Man, that was I was freaking out. <laughs> I love Sting so much. I'm ex- I was, this made me so much more excited for the uh, street fight because him take like first him taking that power bomb and then seeing him seeing doing do all this and making it is still looking great. Yeah. That, Not that only meant, did he take the power bomb, but he could still. You didn't hear anything after that, like oh, he fucked up his neck or something. Exactly. 
he, he could still dish it out too. So and everything he did looked really good. Like that sticker, yeah. uh, scorpion death drop looked great. Sticker yep. splash looked great. It's just oh, I'm very excited for this. I'm very very yeah. excited for this. Me too. And then we get a Tony Schiavone interview with Miro Kippen. Penelope Miro says, "Chuck, I'll forgive you. You can come back home. I know it's not you. Is that? Is that? <laughs> what did he call Orange Cassidy? He called him something really funny. I don't remember. He called him the Walking Xanax. That's what he called him. <laughs> what the fuck? Miro just says stuff. That's what he called him. I, I, I that that was a really good, a really good, really good line by Miro there. <laughs> and as as they're talking, Shivani gets handed a uh, a note by a an aide, and he says, "Oh, sorry guys, I just got a some breaking news for you guys." He says, "Will you wrestle us at Revolution?" Yes. No, maybe circle one. <laughs> XOXO. And Miro is pissed. He's like, What is this? I told you, you're being childish. I can teach you how to be a man. You're so childish, Chuck. What are you doing? <laughs> he takes the, he's like, give me this. Let me see this. Looks at the note, puts it in his mouth, starts chewing it, and spits it out at Shivani. Yeah, I'm like, What leave. the fuck? <laughs> That's so rude, man. <laughs> but it's later announced that they are having that match at Revolution. Kip and Miro against Chuck and Orange Cassidy. I think that's gonna be a lot of fun. I think that'll be a lot of a lot of fun. Eh, uh-huh. I don't know. I love Orange Cassidy. Yeah. And Miro's rules. You want to hit the game over. I'm excited <laughs> that you're excited for it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and I'm just a, a huge Chuck Taylor fan. Every time I get to see he's gonna kill Kip Sabi with the awful waffle, and it's gonna be sick. Oh, I'd like to see that. I love that's one of the best moves. Awful waffle's insane. I like the name for sure. Moves jr does not no he does not <laughs> he hates the name but but yeah man that was a fun little segment there and then we move on to brandon color taking on jake hager in a decent little squash match uh color got some good dives here he was, his toe base were looking real nice yeah this went a lot i mean he got a lot more than i thought he would and that's for sure yeah it looked good and then of course hager Ends up murking him with a death clothesline he hit him with. He put some stank on it. Oh, yeah. He killed him. With yes, it. he did. And that was the end, which was cool to see just him just smack him with the lariat in one, two, three. Yeah. And after the match, of course, the inner circle jumps Cutler enough. And the Bucks make the save. And one of the funniest ways to start a promo I've heard in so long. <laughs> Matt Jackson goes, Yo, Jericho. <laughs> So I don't know why that popped me so bad, but that was really funny. But he's like, we don't have to wait till revolution. We can do this right now. And of course, Judas hits. They they let it play through the whole chorus just for Chris Jericho not, to not come out. <laughs> of course. And they show up on the stage on the uh, screen, the Titantron, if you will, if you <laughs> will, daddy. <laughs> but they, it's Jericho and MJF in the back. They says, oh, we, we're not going back there. We got something going on back here. You know and they they cut the pop a buck. They have him just laid out. He's bleeding everywhere. He's going like this. Yeah, he's looking like Tommy Dreamer when he got crucified by Raven. <laughs> Hell yeah! But but he they're like, hey man, you might want to come back in here, and pick up your trash. They throw him into both sides of the truck that had the Bucks faces on it. And the way they did this was perfect because like, yeah. his his head hit and then it like perfectly smeared his his blood. Yeah, onto both of their faces. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like how I like when he hits the door. He hit it like Looney Tune style, where he'd hit it and go, bleh, yeah, and slide down it. Exactly. They did it perfectly, so it smeared per- like the the visual, like his blood on his kids' faces. Yeah. Cool. Yep. 
And then <laughs> Jericho and MJF hit the Young Bucks pose and run away. <laughs> I love that. I love that they hit the pose too. I thought that was really funny. And then Matt Jackson comes sprinting towards them, like running so fast. And that leads to a, a little uh, Shaq and Jade versus Cody and Velvet promo package. This was probably one of the best ones they've done. They showed Jade getting doing some like press slams, some punt kicks, power bombs. And it, <laughs> She looks like she can go, man. For, from these little clips, it's, it's it would be easy to hide if she couldn't. But like, I'm I'm hopeful right. for it. Yeah, I'm excited to see what she could do. Very excited for that. But then next we got Isaiah Cassie and Hangman Page. Man, this was a great match. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, this is they they went the they went hard on this, and I feel like they were just going and doing it all. Uh, Cassidy was going doing like a lot more groundwork here. I feel like he was trying to neutralize the arm of Hangman so he couldn't throw the buckshot area, which was a cool way to tell the story that Hangman can still get it done without the buckshot. Yeah, he hit a beautiful poison run towards the end. Oh yeah, it was great. But uh, during the match, Hardy uh, TH2 was out there with Matt Hardy also, and Hardy gets distracts and uh, ends up throwing Hangman into the uh, ring post and on his arm the, the yeah. his, his right arm that he leads with on the lariat and that kind of just like continues the story of him working on that arm the whole match and then <laughs> the dark order silver and reynolds come out and they, they start snitching on him he's like hey you see what he did man hardy right there he did that and rb <laughs> of course rolls the arms and you're out of here you're out of here na 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 hey hey, hey. goodbye no, 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 no. That's Matt a Hardy. WWE thing, brother. Hey, that's a baseball thing. <laughs> that's <The> true. W- <laughs> but Silver and Reynolds stay at ringside, cheering Hangman on, of course. <laughs> of course, Johnny Hungy. And the finish of this match was awesome. Cassie goes through this like crazy springboard destroyer, and Hangman catches him out of midair, hits him with a dead eye, which he hasn't done in a while, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. And that was the one, two, three. <laughs> As they're celebrating, Matt Hardy's voice comes from nowhere. He's just, he's like, hey, man, you broke my heart. And now I'm going to break everyone in that dark order that you love so much. And he throws uh, Alan Angels off the stage. And Alan hits a crazy bump. It's like a. Oh, yeah, dude. That was rough. He throws him like off he the stage. He landed on the, the leg table. part of the table, it seemed like. Yeah, it looked like it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was really fun. I love a good stage bump. Yeah, me too. And I and I really like this match. This is a great TV match. But after that, we get a uh, <laughs> Alex Marvez always finding him some crazy situations. He finds God Kenny Omega in I don't even know what to call. He was just in like a wood shack, and he was building the Moxley extermination chamber. <laughs> Kenny Omega looking like an evil scientist, a madman. He's just fully lost it. He's gone he's gone rogue <laughs> he's just hitting the fuck out of this piece of metal he says we're, we're, we're bullying it john moxley we're, we're coming for you at revolution that's my kenny omega impression <laughs> it sounds psychotic he he's he's looking psychotic man i'm very interested to see what they're building he's t- he, he mentions how there's gonna be landmines at ringside during the death patch this match is gonna be insane i saw an interview with moxley where he said you know if you think that what we did before was too violent and if you are afraid it's going to be too violent for you then don't watch it because it's going to be (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm interested to see, you know, how it's going to look. I'm so excited. It, yeah. Barbar, exploding Barbar deathmatch on the second biggest wrestling company in the world. That's insane. Has there ever been a exploding barbed wire death match in America? I don't think so. Cause Onita was trying to have it, make it happen for so long. But he, he was never able to make it happen. Cause he was, supposed well, to he have had one with Tremont and I wouldn't count that just cause it kind of sucked. Like the expo- like explosions. Yeah. It, go it, off. Yeah, exactly. So and Onita really... was talking shit about it after the fact. Yeah. That was CZW, right? Yeah. yeah. That was you... a budget thing. I think though. I'm about to blow your mind. Guess how old Matt Tremont is? Mm, 42. 31. That's how old I am. <laughs> it's insane. What the this dude, this dude just retired, and I thought he was like 45. Yeah, minimum. I thought he was in his 40s. Man, he's 31 years old. He's my age? Matt Tremont has been putting his body on the line for so long, though. Shout out to Matt Tremont, man. It shows shit. I'm glad we got to see his final GCW match. Yeah. Which is wild. He got hit with the Wolverine of light tubes. Oh, yeah. That show's nuts. It was wild. But, yeah, man, I'm just very excited for this match. I don't I don't know what to expect, and I love that. That's the best part about pro wrestling when you it's keep, keep you on your toes. Yep, which WWE doesn't do. I mean, every once in a while, they'll light somebody on fire, but <laughs> it's few and far between. That, that, that is something they do. <laughs> <laughs> But next, we got a recap of the women's tournament, which we already talked about. And then we saw Nyla Rose taking on Brick Baker. This was a hell of a match, man. I thought this was really, really good. Yes, I would agree. This is my favorite women's match of the week, I think. I would agree. Uh, I think I liked Rosa. And, I don't know. It's hard. Ro- Rosa and Nyla was really, really good. Like, <laughs> it was really good. I would check that. You should check that one, that one out for sure. Okay. But. Britt Baker kicked out of a beast bomb, and I was like, oh, my God. Right. Britt Baker's going to win. There was just so much here. I don't want to. She had hit with two of them. Yeah, uh, she gets. There's just so much. But, yeah, she hits two beast bombs, and you're not getting out of two. One, two, yeah. three, Nyla Rose moves on, like I said, to the finals. Which I'm very excited for that. Or not the finals, but the yeah, the finals this week on Wednesday. On What do they, they call it? The Crossroads. That's what it is. The little yeah. special dynamite name. Speaking of the crossroads, next we got a FTR and Tully versus Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park, Jurassic <laughs> Express <laughs> video. <laughs> <laughs> they opened Jurassic Park again, huh? Oh man, <laughs> they never learn, do they? They never learn. It always but, gets fucked up. <laughs> but uh, Jurassic Express against Tully and FTR, the little hype package here, just kind of hyping up how. It, Tully hasn't had a match on national televised or like a national televised wrestling company in like 30 years, which is insane. This man's like 70 years old or something. Yeah, I feel like he's just gonna do some shit with Marco if he does anything. Yeah, that it's just gonna be like him and Marco doing something silly, and he's gonna do the, yeah. the power driver spot, and that'll be it. Which hey, it's cool. Get get some older viewers because they 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 always are trying to find that uh. Was it 49 plus demographic is the one that NXT always wins, but everything else. Yeah. So this would be a good way to get some older eyes on the product if they haven't already. But man, main event time qualifier for the face of the revolution ladder match, Lance Archer against Ray Phoenix. I say this every time I watch a Ray Phoenix match, but like, <laughs> is there a more entertaining wrestler to watch on the planet right now than Ray Phoenix? No, definitely. But 
My old, my thing is some of the stuff that he does in every match, man. I don't understand. I wish doing. he would not do it every match because it's scary. <laughs> it's scary, bro. He fucking almost he topes onto the railing almost every time. Every match. Like it's so impressive. Just do just wait. Just do it to a pay per view. Like yeah. it'll blow people away. It'll fuck. You know what I mean? He's not gonna stop. Ray Phoenix says I'm gonna do everything I can do today, he's tomorrow. Get his shit in. <laughs> it, yeah, he's the real Mister GMSI. This man's a maniac, dude. He. This is just so. There's just so much to go through here. Uh, of course, like uh, you said, he hits that insane suicide dive. He always does. Uh, <laughs> he jumps over Jake Roberts onto. I love that off the stage. That was wild. That was crazy. Uh, Archer goes for the apron choke slam, but he goes. He's <laughs> Phoenix gets out of it, <laughs> and instead, Archer just hits him with the most insane clothesline. He, and Phoenix looks. He dies on the apron. Yeah. <laughs> He can sell his ass off too. He can. He's just like he's the most entertaining wrestler to watch. I feel like he's just never. It's never a dull moment ever. Yeah. He hits. <laughs> Archer hits a flip, a flipping senton on, against the barricade, which was crazy. That was a big nuts. boy. <laughs> uh man, so dude, the top row Spanish fly, impressive. So impressive. That's <laughs> Archer's like seven feet tall, man. <laughs> That's crazy. insane. Man, that wasn't even the finish. It should have been. Hey, if that was the finish, Ray Phoenix would have won. Well, he should have won then. <laughs> <laughs> but our, uh, Phoenix keeps hitting, hitting some shots on him. But Archer, he goes for like the Phoenix goes for something off the ropes, and Archer pounces the absolute hell out of this. Man. Yep. <laughs> he went. He Ray Phoenix is such good, at, so good at selling. He literally stiffened up to midair. It was so. It looked so cool. <laughs> but. Of course, that leads to the end. Blackout, one, two, three. Lance Archer moves on, which Lance Archer in a ladder match, that'll be fun. Ray Phoenix in a ladder match would be insane, but he would probably also do something that's very ill-advised. <laughs> he will probably kill himself. Man, we saw him in a ladder match live, and it was wild. Very. But that that was AEW for this week, but we were not done with the AEW talk yet because this weekend, Revolution... AEW Sunday, March 7th. We're, we haven't done this in a while. We're going to bring it back. The predictions have returned. We could, uh, so we're both going to, we're going to run down the card and both pick who we think is winning these matches. And whoever wins, there's going to be a punishment or a, a prize Ooh. or something. I don't ah. know. If you have any suggestions, leave it on the Instagram comments or the Twitter DMs or the emails or. Let us know what you think we should have to do or what, what you think the prize should be. What do you think we earn? Judy Bagwell on a pole match. Hey, I don't want her. <laughs> a piece of trash. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what Judy Bagwell's got going on. <laughs> Hopefully she's still alive. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but I'm going to start from the bottom of the card and kind of work my way up. So this is going to be a hard one to pick. But if we pick it, that's an extra point for you. The t- tag team casino battle royale winner gets a tag title shot. So let, let me let me run through the teams that are in it announced. There's gonna be more announced, I believe. But as of right okay. now, the field is Top Flight, Private Party, mm. Santana and Ortiz, mm. the, the Beaver Boys, Alex Reynolds and John Silver, of course, Uno and Grayson, Bear Country, and the Butcher and the Blade. I'm gonna say Pride and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz. I'm gonna go Beaver Boys. 
Okay. That's 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 my lock in right there. Uh Kip Sabian and Miro against Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. Uh, I say Chuck and Orange. I'll say that I'm going to go with that too because I think Miro might turn on Kip in this match. You think so? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I I could see it. Hangman Adam Page against Matt Hardy in the big money match. Hangman. Hangman for sure. Yeah. 100%. Sting and Darby Allen against Cage and Ricky Starks in a street fight. I want to say Sting and Darby, but something tells me I might be wrong. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'm going to say Sting and Darby. I'm, I'm going to agree with you there for sure. Uh, face of the Revolution ladder match. Winner gets a TNT title shot. Announced for it so far is Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, Pento Oceto Miedo, Lance Archer. This week is it's going to be Max Caster versus Preston Vance to win, or to not to win, to uh, be in this match. And then there's going to be a, a sixth unannounced member in this match. So I'm going to say that, and you pointed out that you think that Ethan Page is going to be the sixth man. Yep, it's all ego. That's my guess. So if he is the guy, or if it's like kind of a bigger name like that, then I say that that's who's going to win. Okay. But if not, if it's just somebody that's maybe been away for a while, yeah. I say Archer wins. You got to pick one. Ooh, okay. I say Lance Archer then. I want surprise opponent. Ethan Page is my guess, but if it's not Ethan Page, I'm still going surprise. Yeah. So that'll be one that can uh, shake it up a little bit. <laughs> All right. AEW Women's Championship. Hikaru Shida against either Nyla Rose or Ryo Mizunami. First, of, first this, this doesn't count for predictions, but who do you think wins that, Ryu or Nyla? I feel like it'd have to be Ryu. Yeah, I don't think Nyla's going to get a third, yeah. uh, third championship match at a pay-per-view against Shida. And then Sheeta retains. I, I would I would say so too. Uh AEW World Tag Team Championships. Chris Jericho and MJF against the Young Bucks. Hmm. I feel like the Bucks, it's too soon for them to lose it. I, so I would I'm agree. Gonna, I'm gonna say Bucks, yeah. All right. And in the main event, exploding barbed wire death match. Kenny Omega against John Moxley. Omega. For Omega sure. wins. Omega doesn't lose till uh Hangman Page is ready. Yep. That's exactly what I would say too. So we got a few things where we could, where, where one of us is for sure going to win because you got different picks. So yeah, the ladder match and what what the else? Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Yep. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. But now we can hop into NXT. We're going to be seeing uh starting off with Dexter Loomis against Johnny Gargano. This was a all right match. I wasn't really too into this one. Yeah. But, same. But Dexter ended up winning with the arm triangle. The uh, silence. He silenced him. As yeah, they call and it. Hartwell's in love with them or something. I don't get it. Yeah, they were flirting a little bit, I guess. Or she was flirting. I don't know if he was paying attention. Yeah, I don't think he was. But next we got a uh, MSK promo package. And then they have a little interview, which gets interrupted by uh, Grizzly Young Veterans. And Grizzly Young Veterans murders Wesley's hand. So apparently he has a broken yep. hand and their title match is uh, called off for now. Soon but, to be a broken hand. It's not soon to be. It is already. Oh, <laughs> shit. 
But next we get uh, Tyler Russ with Malcolm Bivens taking on Leon Ruff. And Bivens has a little bit of a promo beforehand, kind of hyping up uh, Tyler Russ. He says he finishes with something about him being a diamond in the rust, which is a great line. I love that. There was no match. There was not a match because during Leon's entrance where he does the upside down (laughs) spider gimmick, he gets booted in the face by Swerve Scott. He he gave him all of that boot too. Yes, he did. Came out of nowhere. It was perfectly shot because he comes like from out of the off the screen and just destroys this man. (laughs) It was wild. (laughs) And of course, I think they're going to leading to a big match with Swerve and Leon, which will be fun. And then we get the first of many Cameron Grimes segments where he's been watching Ted DiBiase tape and Ted DiBiase would do this thing where he offered somebody a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars to, if they could dribble the basketball 10 times, he just asked this little kid and he would let the little kid get to nine and then he would kick the ball away. But Cameron Grimes doesn't watch the full video. So he doesn't get to that part. I've seen enough. (laughs) So he asked this, random jabron backstage to bounce the ball 10 times for a hundred thousand dollars he says oh i could do that he does it 10 times <laughs> and he's like and grimes is in complete shock he's like well, how did you do that i think you'd be able to do it and he's like are you talking about the ted DiBiase thing you're supposed to swat it away first he's like oh you think ted DiBiase is smarter than Cameron grimes you can kiss my grits <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious and then we get an update on Kyle O'Reilly. He's out four to six weeks after that uh, brain buster on the stairs. He's about to come mm. back and destroy Adam Cole. It's going to be great. Yes. I-, I want the lights to go out. Lights come back on. He's behind Adam Cole. Puts him in the Katahajame. He's going to kill him. And then we got a great match. I thought this was really good. Uh, Eel Shirai against Zoe Starks. She, I-, I said after last week how much uh, Zoe Stark impressed me. And again, she had a great showing here against the NXT Women's Champion. This was a yeah. non-title match, but man, she Zoe Stark is somebody who you could tell they have big plans for immediately. She just got signed, and she's already having a non-title match against Io. Yeah, she. Um, this was a great showing for her, even though I guess last week was her debut. Yeah, yeah. So this was a great showing, and like you said, shows that they have high hopes for and big plans because they putting her against their champion. You know. It was- it was great, man. She had some. She was throwing up some nasty suplexes. Yes, this is probably the second, my second favorite women's match of the week, though for sure. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. EO, of course, wins with the the moon salt, and then after the match, Tony Storm comes out and challenges EO, and EO says, "Hey, I'll fight you anywhere, anytime, any place, anywhere. Let's do it." <laughs> and then the bag, we get a little of the way segment. Uh, they're blaming Austin for not using the chair during the match, and he's like, "I'm." I'm Things happen. I don't know. <laughs> and then we get another camera driver segment where he's in the parking lot and he asks a girl to do the, t- the dribble challenge. And apparently, unbeknownst to him, she was a former WNBA player. <laughs> she, he gets crossed up. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, she crossed him up real good. Yeah, she did. He's, he's very unhappy about it. And then we got Zia Lee taking on Casey Catanzaro. I was not too happy about how much Zia Lee was selling in this match. I just want, like, I, Casey got this out was good, but I just wanted Zia Lee to be murking everybody she comes across right now. Exactly. And, yeah, you're right. She got more in than she should have. I like Casey Kenzaro. I think I like her more than most people. I would say, I, I don't know, something about her and just her moveset. She's like, very almost unique. like a Ray Phoenix, you know? Yeah. It's like shit I've never seen any woman's wrestler do before. Definitely. And but you're right though they're building 
Zia Lee up to be this, I don't know, she got her ass beat in some type of torturing and to come yeah. back and, and be a, a squasher. But yeah, this one, she, she didn't, I mean, I guess towards the, I mean, at the end where she stomped her leg and like, that was disgusting. That was, <laughs> that, that was looked gross. really gross, but maybe that was to show like, Hey, she couldn't get the job done too quick. So she's going to like take her out. Kill you know? her. <laughs> she literally just like so. Let me set the scene. She puts her leg on the ring steps, and then she just like stomps on her knee. Yeah, it it looked so gross. Yeah, it did. It was really. Cool. I don't know I, what the fuck they're gonna do if anything with Boa. He just got his ass kicked for nothing. Yeah, this man is out here with the Chono fit on. This dude rules. <laughs> he literally has the. Ex- he literally has a Master, Master Hero Chono fit on. It's sick. Yeah. Like when Chono was in the NWO, is the exact fit that he wears. <laughs> it's sick. <laughs> Hell yeah! Shout to shout to Master Hero Chono. Shout to the match with Master Hero Chono and uh, Onita. Have you ever watched the en- Onita's entrance from that? Is it wild thing? It's 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 wild thing, but it's like a specific. I'm I'm about to show you after after the show. It's oh okay, probably my favorite entrance in wrestling. Maybe damn, it's so like this specific entrance is just so cool because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into it too much. Maybe we'll talk about that on, at another time. But we'll continue on this here. <laughs> Boa's Boa's sick. Zaylee destroys Casey Kenzaro's leg, and it leads to ref stoppage, which I thought was pretty cool. But regardless, I think it should have been like. She could have done her crazy spin kick thing one, and then took her out to the outside and destroyed her leg. Yeah, but regardless, it's fine. And then Kaden comes in to try it, and she tries to confront the boss. She says, uh, "That's not going to happen this way." So Zaya picks up Casey, kicks her head off again, and then Zaya Lee says, "Kaden, you're next. You better be careful, bud." She didn't say all that, but she said, "You're next." <laughs> But then we got Cameron Grimes doing the dribble challenge again, but this time he's not having it. He says, you want to dribble this? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. He just decked the dude. He's like, ah, ha, ha, Cameron <laughs> Grimes to the moon. <laughs> he hits all of his catchphrases. Exactly. Ted DiBiase can guess my grits. <laughs> I kept thinking that he was going to show up. He never did. Like so random to mention some random former wrestler and not, you know, have any payoff. I don't know. It, it, it. They can do whatever they want as long as it's Cameron Grimes doing it because it was hilarious. <laughs> it was so That's funny. true. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was really, really funny. But then we get uh, Killian Dane versus Drake Maverick and against, right now, Killian, yeah, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick against the Grizzly Young Veterans. It was a fun, fun little match. Grizzly Young Veterans ended up getting the win. It was, I don't know, it kind of seemed very placeholder ish to me. It didn't really yeah. have anything behind it. I like that uh, Zach Gibson said that they look like Shrek and Donkey. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Zach Gibson, I love man. That. I love their Grizzly Young Veterans so much. They're yep. just, they're, they're money. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're really good. I wouldn't be mad if they do like a triple threat tag title match with like GYV, Rascals, and then Oni and Birch. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be a banger. Yeah, that'd be really good. But that leads to the main event of the show, which, well, not the main event, but the main event match, not the main event segment, I would say. Yeah, yeah. This this was a hell of a match, man. This might have been Kieran Cross's best match in NXT so far. I would agree. My only my only guff with this is is a little one. I, I I agree with you. The match was fucking great. The only thing I didn't like was that I felt like they went from zero to a hundred so quickly. Like I feel like this feud 
wasn't even really a feud. And yeah, then all kind of a sudden they're having a no DQ match. Yeah. They they kind of I don't know why they did it this way. I I guess because they they can't they can't have Cross lose and they can't have Santos lose either in a back and forth way because he's True. a champ. So they kind of had to build to it this way because I guess they just wanted to do this match. I'm glad they did because the match was fun as hell. <laughs> this was wild, man. There's they were started off in the parking lot. Um, he <laughs> when Cro- they just fight through the parking lot. They're working on Cross's shoulder, which I thought was really cool because that's like what yeah. he injured. Uh, all of LDF is just jumping them everywhere. They're fighting all across the parking lot, throwing them into garage doors, into the back of like a semi truck. Yep. It was just so much. Uh, they fight back into the, what's it called? Capital Wrestling Center. Yeah. And he, he send, cross sends the rest of LDF through the plexiglass, which I thought was awesome. Santos is in the ring, like looking shocked. He's like, oh my God, what is this dude? <laughs> He's a monster. What have I done? That is the good thing about all this is. Is it shows how dominant he is? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, cross the rest of LDF of origin, uh, eventually pick back up and come try to keep using the numbers advantage, I guess you could say. But dude, the Doomsday Saito suplex through the table was insane, <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. That was wild. But then he rolls him into the ring, points to his uh, fake wristwatch that's on his uh, wrist tape, it says TikTok. <laughs> and he puts his forearm through the back of Santos's head. <laughs> yes, he does. I love that move. I, I I think that's a pretty cool finish for him. Just he has three finishes basically. He has the submission, the Saito, and just knock your head off. <laughs> yeah. The Saito, that's the T bone suplex, right? Yeah, like the, the backdrop driver suplex. Yeah. That's um yeah, that was my favorite for sure. And then we get to the to the main event segment. Adam Cole comes out and he says he feels bad for the attack on Kyle, he, he doesn't like who he's become. And Roger Strong comes out, he doesn't really buy it. He's like, you know, I, I, I you know how we go far, so far back, and there's so much history here, but I don't know if, if even I can save you from what Kyle's going to do to you. And, and as that's, that's happening, Finn Balor comes out and they brawl back and forth. Uh, Roddy tries to make the save. And then after he makes the save, Cole kind of grabs him. Roddy clotheslines Cole. And then they kind of just start crying to each other in the ring. And Cole is like on his knees and they and Roddy hugs him. And as he's doing that, low blow from Adam Cole hits him with a super kick. And Adam Cole is full heel now. I like that. Yeah, so do I. I I, I didn't really like the Hunter Speeded era as faces. It just didn't doesn't really work as well. Yeah, definitely. It's very limited what they can do. Kyle O'Reilly is a great face, but I would agree. Adam Cole Roddy, I feel like is better as a heel. Yeah, same. But uh, I don't know. Adam Cole is just meant to be that asshole. Yeah, he's meant to be a heel always. <laughs> and he's one of the best at it. So I'm glad they did this. I'm really excited to see what they do with this story with him and uh, Kyle because they've done it before in PWG and ROH and it worked very well both times. So I'm sure it's going to be even better here. I would agree. But speaking of something great, man, we did something different for this match of the week. So this is a match that I saw a lot of people put on their match of the year for 2020, and I hadn't seen it yet. And last week we talked about how we were talking, wanting to, to do some uh, high-rated matches from Dave Meltzer. And this one wasn't a five-star, but it was a 4.75 star, four and three quarters. Uh, Goshi Izaki against Katsuhiko Nakajima from uh, November 22nd, 2020. Pro Wrestling Noah's 20th anniversary. Man, like we always do, 
I'm gonna give you the reins. We can kind of go back and forth on this one because it's the first time I had seen it too. But man, yeah, a hell of a match. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like like you said, we can we can both chime in on this because because it was a 40 minute match. Um, so there's a lot to cover, but all you really need to know is this is a fucking ass beater. Uh, the Absolutely. Last, this is you kind of forewarned me. Like the last 10 minutes of this match is like it's rough, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was it was your classic Japanese match, you know. It starts slow and it finishes strong, and there's little things along the way that stick out. Yeah, you know, he takes a backdrop. Was it a backdrop suplex or, back- or like a exploder suplex off the apron to the floor? <laughs> Straight to the floor. That was rough. Um, before we get to the like the last ten minutes, what else stuck out to you? Uh, the 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 law. There's like a five, like a four minute strike exchange where they were just chopping you like back and forth, chop, kick, chop, mm. kick, forearm, like literally just would not go down. And they ended it with both both of them dropping each other on their head, and they just kind of lay there for a second, like just gas. Yeah, I thought that was great. That really led into like the the ending stretch, but the ending stretch is what you need to pay attention to this because boy, so Nakajima goes for a Rana off the top, and they both tumble to the outside. They kind of fight mm. on the outside for a little bit. Go rolls him into the ring. Uh, Go Shizaki hits a goes for a moonsault, but Nakajima gets the knees up, and Nakajima gets up and hits three disgusting Randy Fort like Randy Orton esque punts to the like Oof. just to the head, like disgusting. And they weren't gimmicked at all. He just kicked them shoot to the head. And he gets on top of them, and I kid you not, unprotected, fifteen forearms to Go Shizaki's head, like. Yeah, brutal forearms. At one point, the ref tries to pull him off, shoves the ref away, just keeps going. Brutal forearms to Shiazaki. Shiazaki looks dead at this point; like he's not moving. He's just getting destroyed. Nakajima was brutal in this match. I, I'm really impressed by this. Uh, but after this, he picks him up, hits an insane brainbuster, but it's only enough for two. And then after that, Go kind of hits, gets the fighting spirit, comes up, hits an insane lariat for two. And then that's where not, then Go Shizaki really hit his stride for the end. He gets up, hits a moonsault, two count, gets up, hits three disgusting lariats, with the last one being like a Stan Hansen esque, I'm going to put my forearm to your face really hard. Yes. Turn it inside out, as they say. Yeah. And that's what, that's what got him the win here, man. This was just, just whew, hits him with the burning lariat, one, two, three. Go Shizaki. Just great match, man. Great match. Really good. Really good. Hard hitting. Um, like Jordan said, it's free on YouTube. Uh, you can check it out. Most of the Noah stuff recently has just been up, you know, as soon as the the show goes live. Exactly. So definitely check that one out. Um, like I said, it was from November 22nd, 2020. So pretty, the, definitely the most recent match of the week we've done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's all we really got for this week. Next week's going to be a big one. We're going to talk about... I think we kind of have we're gonna have to talk about a little bit of the this week's upcoming dynamite because they got Shaq on there, they got Tully Blanchard on there. So Yeah. It'll be kind of we'll talk about Revolution, the full pay-per-view, and then we're also gonna talk about the the main highlights from this week's AEW uh the crossroads. And of course we'll talk about everything else in the week of wrestling. <laughs> but before we get out of here, you got anything for the people? No, I got nothing, bro. Well, then uh, let them know where you can, they can find you on the social medias. I'm on Instagram, XNABX219, and I'm on the Twitter, at FatXTony. What about you? 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bernard Hammer. And you can find my band on Twitter and Instagram at K-H-A-R-M-A-M-W-H-C, Karma. And uh, yeah, man, just make sure you go listen to that record. We got a, we're going to be doing some new merch soon. We, uh, I got some, some stuff I'm chefing up, trying to think of some new designs. So keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. That's all I'm going to say. And that doesn't ever put myself over. So you can find the show. <laughs> On Twitter at the Go Home Pod and on Instagram at Go Home Pod and on Facebook.com backslash the Go Home Pod. You can shoot us an email. Let us know what you want us to do for the uh, prize punishment for the predictions for this week. Because so I think the way we should do this is we, we should do it for the AEW pay per views. So we're not doing predictions every like month. Maybe since AEW only does like four big pay per views, we could do them for all of those. So, I think yeah, we'll, we'll, Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, some type of prize or punishment, yeah, absolutely. I'm so, more leaning towards the prize because I don't think I've won one of these yet. <laughs> All right, well, we could do that. You don't, you don't want to get dropped in your head. A stack of dimes, <laughs> stack of dimes, you call a neck. Oh goddamn! <laughs> I don't even got a neck. Hey, Amen. But yeah, let us know what you think. If you guys have any suggestions or anything cool, if not, I'll chef something up, have some ideas, but. Yeah, so make sure you just let us let us know. Make sure you're leaving uh, five star reviews on Apple Podcast, sharing with all your friends, doing all that good stuff. And well, well, I guess that's all we really got this week. So hope everybody's being safe out there, wearing a mask and everything. Especially if you're in Texas, man. Apparently, Texas is a uh, governor just released like removed all COVID restrictions. Like everything's open 100, percent and they don't have to wear masks anymore. What? Now they just they just now did that. Yeah, like today he said, uh, "All restrictions gone. Let's just have let's just, let's go. COVID's over. Apparently there. Let's go. That was like the president. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's fucking go. Let's just do it. I saw a tweet from him, and it was like a band announcing a new record because he said, "Big announcement in 15 minutes. Are you ready?" <laughs> like I said, "Are you ready?" <laughs> yeah, he's been watching old DX tapes, and I don't know what's <laughs> going on down there. <laughs> Definitely everybody in Texas be safe. You already went through enough past two weeks with every all yeah, the snow yeah. you got down there, but uh, it's just good. Just wear a mask, man. That's all I'm going to say. Just wear a mask, be safe, do what you got to yeah. do. It's not illegal to wear a mask. Exactly. So, so uh, I would definitely keep doing it if I was you. <laughs> yep. Likewise. But yeah, like I said, everybody be safe out there. Black Lives Matter. And from Jordan and Nick, it's time to go home. <laughs>